Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Goonies World. I am Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean, and with me, as always, is Meanie, also known as Ryan. Say hello, Ryan. Hello. I am so incredibly sexy. Yes, he is. We're all feeling very sexy today, but we all know there is nobody sexier <laughs> than Goonie, also known as That's Colin. Right. Hello, Colin. That is correct. Hello. Yep, you guys are so lucky that we are not on a YouTube channel because you could not handle looking at any of us, but especially Goonie. And we're feeling very sexy because we're back with our second installment of a one-page role-playing game by Grant Howitt called Sexy Battle Wizards. And in our last game, our two sexy battle wizards, uh, Salami Razmataz and Agony Cataclysm, uh, who live in their flying castle, uh, sailing around and righting wrongs and getting on the wrong side of the law on accident from time to time, are on the trail of an evil, sexy battle wizard by the name of Septimus Fowl, who is broken out of prison here in this alternate reality where the Roman Empire never fell and we're in the late 1800s. And if you want to know more about that, you can just go back and listen to our previous episode. But where we left it last time, our sexy battle wizards had visited the prison that Septimus Fowl escaped from and tracked him to, uh, well, and they, they learned that he was going someplace warm. It was about all they, uh, they gathered. Also that he had escaped with the aid of an army of rogue automatons who went through a doorway in the sky. But one of the automatons was actually captured and was taken to the tower of the imperial sorceress, Lucretia Salacious. And her tower is on the plains east of the mountains. And uh, where we stopped, you guys had arrived at it. It is after dark. Her tower was lit up, of course. It looks like this tiered steel wedding cake set up on top of the Eiffel Tower almost. But you know that Lucretia Salacious is an extremely arrogant and jealous wizard. And she would never let you two, the sexy battle wizards, get any credit at all for tracking down Septimus Fowles. So you know... You can't count on any cooperation from her whatsoever, and you'll probably have to uh, to sneak into this tower somehow, or get in through uh, you know using some sort of subterfuge or uh, trickery of some kind. I have no idea what you might try, but you do feel confident that she will not play ball. So um, again, she's the one that's captured. She's the one that is studying the rogue automaton that has been captured in the hope of some clue. That could lead to Septimus Fowl's whereabouts. And I will let you decide what you think the best way to get into this great tower and sneak around would be. You can go in from the bottom or the top or whatever you can think of using your magical powers and your uh, natural cunning. What do you guys think might be a good way? Well, <clears throat> my first uh, instinct was to magically teleport our sexy selves into this tower. I don't think she could stop us. Do you have a, a spell of sorts that can magically transport us? I, my magic can do anything. 
Of course, as can mine. But uh, why don't you enlighten us, or de-enlighten us, whatever you uh, choose, and uh, show us how we're going to get in. Well, this is kind of what I was thinking. And uh, Agony is going to start, like, making large circles with his hands and attempting to generate a shadow portal. Okay, yes. And a shadow portal, something that would trans teleport both of you into the tower, penetrating all of its defenses, I think is a little more than just standard sexy battle wizard stuff. I believe this classifies as audacious, audacious or risky. And therefore, the difficulty will be a five. That means, of course, you need to uh, roll your wizard dice, and one of those needs to be higher than a five. So you need a six on one of these dice to make that happen. Oh, uh, well, that didn't happen. Okay, well, did you tie or get lower? No, uh, highest was a four. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but you fail in your attempt, and you gain one stress. You also, however, as a consolation prize, gain one determination, which you can use later to try to uh, make things a little better. So... What happens is you fail to pull this off, but you do you don't teleport all the way into the tower itself, but walking through the shadow portal and being sucked through the shadow the shadow vortex, you find yourself out on the balcony of the tower on the edge of that wedding cake like structure that is up on the very top of the tower with the balcony behind you. In fact, I you barely ended up on the tower at all. But in front of you, before the entrance, lies an army of three dozen wicked-looking little dwarves in servants' livery. Now, it is well known that Lucretia Salacious herself is rather short of stature, and she demands that all her minions and henchmen are even shorter than she, which is why all of her minions and henchmen that she has collected have made up this army of what we might call murdered dwarves. And all of them, when they see you, they're shocked, but they lift up their these murderous little hatchets and they begin screaming and charging in your direction. Uh, what do you guys do? Now you will be prepared. Uh, uh, now you must witness my my uh, battle uh, prowess. Yes, now I, I you, Yeah, you are yeah. equipped with the ember fist, I believe, the flaming fist. And uh, most of your dice are in battle, if I recall. Yep. Yeah, what would you like to do? And again, you don't have to fight each one of these 36 murder dwarves individually. You know, this this is a highly narrative game. Uh, I imagine you can't get rid of them all in one swipe, but certainly quite a few of them. What would you like to do? Um, I am going to actually... So you see my fist start to glow red hot and um, instead of punching anyone I'm going to uh, slam it into the ground and cause like a you know an earthquake to uh, cause them to all fumble and fumble and fall and fall yeah that sounds like pretty standard sexy battle wizard stuff why don't you go for it we're going to need uh, the difficulty is a four, so we're going to have to have higher than a four on your battle dice. Don't forget, you have two determination from last time, don't you? 
Yeah. So if you need to, you can spend a determination to get an extra dice. I might as well do that. So I will be rolling four dice. Uh, point of uh, inquiry. Do, do you have to decide to do that before you roll? You know, it doesn't say. It's a rules-like game, and it doesn't say. So that would be open to our interpretation. I was going to interpret it as, no, you don't have to. You can just, oh, man, I didn't get it. Wait, let me roll my extra dice. That's kind of what I was thinking as yeah. well. So. Okay, highest is a six. Hey, that's great. You succeed. And so you smash your fist into the ground, and waves of flaming hot energy shake the the base uh, the, of the floor here of the of the the wedding cake like structure on top of the tower and the whole thing shakes you guys don't fall over because you know it's happening but all of the murder dwarves all three dozen of them stumble and fall a couple of them drop their nasty little hatchets and most of them fall on their asses a few of them pitch forward onto their faces and they're rolling around comically on the ground and uh, what do you do agony well <clears throat> Agony is going to uh, wield his rift cannon and attempt to uh, weave a rift in reality and just suck these uh, some of these murdered dwarves into uh, non-reality. Oh, you feel like if you were to only maybe go for about a dozen of them, I would say that would be standard sexy battle wizard stuff. If you'd like to try to go for more of them, we can start talking about audaciousness. No, I think... A dozen is probably a, a reasonable number to start with. I think so, too. And so, yeah, the Rift Cannon fires. And so I need a four or higher? Is that you right? need a higher than a four. Four oh, is the target number, right. yeah. Now, if you if you equal the target oh, number, fuck. it's, oh, uh, <laughs> what happened? I, I, I don't, you don't look happy. Um, well, I'm, I'm not unhappy. I'm amused. <clears throat> But uh, not only did I not exceed a four, I did not exceed the amount of stress. Uh-oh, <laughs> even. uh-oh. And so, <laughs> boom! Uh, you explode in a ball of protoplasm and will slowly reform in the Chapel of Ages back in your castle, and leaving Salami Razmataz all alone. And Salami... No well, these guys, are, uh, these, the dwarves are going to go. The murder dwarves, most of them stand up and uh, feeling encouraged by the sudden explosion of Agony Cataclysm, who is, even as we speak, slowly reforming in the Chapel of Ages on the castle, uh, scream with triumph and raise their little hatchets and a full two dozen of them, not, you know, all three dozen can't attack you at once, charge you, uh, screaming, waving their little hatchets at you. How will you defend yourself? What will you do? Otherwise they're going to hit you and slice you up. Um, I will cast a light barrier and I'm going to spend my other determination with that spell. Okay, and remember, you don't have to declare that first. You can you can just spend it if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that will give me two dice. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Using your magic. Uh, I only got a two. 
Oh no! So you uh, take a stress now. How much stress do you currently have? <laughs> and now I have three stress. Uh, so and I hate to tell you, but boom! You also explode and begin slowly reforming uh, in the Chapel of Ages. And just about the time that you have become reconstituted, Agony, you look over, uh, and next to you, you see Salami Rasmataz slowly coalescing. Uh, the Chapel of Ages, again, it's uh, almost like a back-to-tank in a way. You know, it puts you back together, and it's chapel-like. It's got stained-glass windows, and you're both in these sort of, like, sarcophagus-type vats. And uh, now you—so <laughs> you've been temporarily thwarted, but, cert- but I'm sure you're not giving up entirely. What would you guys like yeah. to do next? Hmm. Of course, it goes without saying that Lucretius Salacious is probably now well aware that Sexy battle wizards are trying to infiltrate her castle, but surely, surely you are savvy enough to find a way. She's probably laughing at us that we both exploded and had to return to our floating castle. But no matter, we will succeed in our second attempt. Yeah, um, I mean, it is a little embarrassing and all, but uh, I've only done it once so far, and this is your second time. So, I mean, I'm not keeping score or anything, but... (laughs) Well, how do you know I just didn't explode on purpose to come back and check on you and see if you're okay? Well, that would be very noble of you if that is the case, Salami, so thank you. Now, I guess you could try to teleport again past them. That would still be an audacious thing to do. Um, And obviously they're still alerted to your presence, you know, the castle staff, but why am I suggesting things? I'll let you guys, you're the players, I'll let you think of something. Well, that was going to be my... What I was going to suggest was uh, that I attempt this again, uh, having my uh, stress and determination reset. Yes, yes. Anytime you explode... So both of you, your stress and determination are reset. Not always the best thing in the world when it comes to determination, but certainly resetting stress is nice. So uh, an audacious shadow portal once again... uh, here comes an audacious shadow portal. And we need a six on your magic dice. Somehow I've managed not to throw them on the floor yet. That's I'm, great. But I have a cat on my lap, and it's hard to reach where I'm <laughs> trying to roll these dice. Yes, we're gaming with a lap cat. Yes. You may have heard her purring, possibly. Okay. Oh, hey! Three, a one, and a six. Nice, nice. And so the swirling shadow portal carries you into it, and you find yourself bypassing the small army of murder dwarves who are on the perimeter of the castle, and you find yourself inside the great hall of the Tower of Lucretia Salacious, the Imperial Sorceress. Now, The hall, when I say great hall, it is quite extensive. You know, it's the size of six or seven gymnasiums all put together. And there's a gigantic statue of Lucretia Salacious herself in here in the center of the room. And there were some other murder dwarves in here, though, who had not run all the way through. And they are all, all, about a dozen of them, but all of them are holding something. It looks like a battering ram at first. But they flick a switch on it, and the front of it begins spinning and gets very pointy. And they seem to have this battle drill 
that they come running and screaming at you with this great whirring battle drill to skewer both of you in one in one poke. How would you guys defend yourselves? And you can both take a simultaneous action. These will happen simultaneously. Uh, but we'll go ahead and ask uh, um, you first, Agony, since you have reconstituted slightly before Salami. <clears throat> well, uh, the first thing uh, that occurred to me was to once again fire my rift cannon uh, in their vicinity to try to get them to, uh, you know, to, to, to create a rift in reality, which would uh, suck them into non-reality. Okay. So, uh, and that, again, would be sexy or a standard sexy battle wizard stuff. But before you roll the dice, since these things will happen simultaneously, what are you doing, Salami? Um, so I was going to try to attempt to use my ember fist um, to... So you say these thing, these weapons are, like, pointy? Well, they just got one. All 12 of them are holding this great big battering ram-sized drill basically, and they're starting to run oh, okay. towards you with it, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really think of a good way to use a fist on that. Okay. Huh? Well, and we could just go with uh, Agony's action. Well, I'll see yeah, happens. I'll see what, what he does. And, okay. okay. Yeah. Alright. And here comes the Rift Cannon. And well, <clears throat> I can only see one of them, because one went behind my computer, so... And it is a three, so that is not good enough. But let's see. But let's see if I can see the, oh, the other one's a one, so Uh-oh. that's even worse. Oh no! Well, certainly you fail. You gain a stress. The rift cannon fires past them. It might give you some measure of satisfaction. You know, it hits the nose of the great big statue of Lucretia Salacious, and the nose of her statue is uh, ripped away into unreality, and is now noseless. But the murderous battle dwarves are still triumphantly running towards you with this great drill. Salami, what will you do? Well, I won't fix, uh, try to fix what is not broken. I will, uh, smash my fist into the ground again. All right. Maybe, maybe they'll drop it. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Again, this is a standard sexy battle wizard move, so you need higher than a four. Five. All right. And, of course, uh, Agony, don't forget that stress and determination that you are owed. And a five, yes, and a five succeeds. And slipping at the uh, trembling of the floor of the Great Hall, the murder dwarves drop this great battering ram-sized drill that they're holding. And, you know, the front of the drill is spinning around, and so when that hits the floor, it just starts spinning the, the drill in huge circles, rolling all, and the, it's knocking the dwarves all over the place, and they're rolling back and forth like billiard balls. And uh, Agony, is there anything you can think to do to follow up this success? Um, I think I would like to... Uh so there, the, the, the drill is spinning around on the floor, and they're, they're, they all fallen down as well. Yeah, they've all fallen down. And they're kind of being knocked all around by the spinning drill and being uh, flung off in weird directions. But they're all still alive. Well, I would like to use the power of sexy shadowmancy to uh, make it completely dark, so that they can't 
see the drill or each other, and they're just making it even more chaotic. That sounds like a great plan, and it sounds like sec- a standard sexy battle wizard stuff. So we're just looking for a target number of four, meaning you need a five or more on your shadow fancy dice. That's going to be a three and two fives. Hey, hey, hey. And that, so you guys can see, of course, but for, for, for the... For the murder dwarves, they're is com- they have, uh, they're completely blinded, and everything to you guys just looks like uh, you know you're you're seeing in twilight. But they can't see a thing, and one of them is smacked by the back end of the drill and flies off into hits the statue of Lucretia Salacious and is uh, just pulped on it. Uh, another one accidentally gets caught up in the pointy end and is uh, ground to nothing. Uh, well, the others scream and run around in circles, rushing out if they can, but they can't. They don't know where they're where they're going, so they're bumping into each other and screaming. And uh, you might be able to take advantage of this to get through the great hall into the great yawning doorway on the other side of the statue, unless there's anything else you'd like to do first. Hmm. I might deface this statue a bit more. Well, yeah, taking the nose off defaced it a little bit. Yes. Or maybe, uh... (laughs) Yes. Defaced it, yes. Maybe I will, um... Alter it uh, a bit more. Perhaps uh, a haircut? Yeah, in fact, um, the, the, the haircut is almost like this huge, towering Marge Simpson-style do, because like I said, Lucretia Salacious is short of stature, and she's always been sensitive about it. That's why she surrounds herself with murder dwarves. So uh, the haircut would certainly add insult to injury. Well, yeah. you know, as much as... Uh we might not particularly care for uh, Lucretia herself and her us. Um, you got to admit that is a sexy statue. I will admit to no such thing. I will, in fact, now uh, cast a spell of light that will sear through these through their, her hair and uh, create a, a humorous uh, hairdo of some kind. All right. And this is pretty standard, so we're just looking for five or six on your light magic dice. Yeah, um and actually if I fill I'm I'm hoping uh hoping kinda hoping I do fill so I can get a determination. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to fail because you get that consolation prize of the determination. It kind of encourages wild actions. And of course yes. if you if you tie, if you equal the, the target number, something bad happens and you get a stress. So it's actually in some ways better to fail. Yeah, I'm going to uh, cast what I hope will be a kind of like a, a pair of scissors that are made out of light that are kind of like hedges, like, um, yeah. you know, like, and try to trim it up real fast, like, a, like Edward Scissorhands did to the bushes. Okay. Uh, but uh, I only have the one die, so I roll the three. Oh, well, I'm afraid you fail, sir, which is what you kind of wanted in a way. And, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, you fail to, to pull that off. In fact, this, this great mirror comes up, and uh, the light from your scissors is reflected back from this huge mirror that appears in the air, uh, a cylindrical mirror surrounding uh, the haircut on the statue. Because, as you're well aware, um, Lucretius Salacious, her magical school that she knows is the way of the 10,000 mirrors, and it prevents you from doing that. And also, from different little porticos and doorways and windows that are throughout this great hall on balconies and walkways, whatever, suddenly the room is flooded with light, and the shadow that wa- that had filled the room is is dissipated by all the light from all these mirrors. And how dare you, you hear a voice. And Lucretia Salacious herself comes striding in to the room through this great cylindrical mirror and she floats down to confront you in front of the statue. Uh, she is very sexy. She's sexy just because she moves with such ethereal grace and elegance. She carries this huge hammer made out of crystal and there's this, again, this tall high piled red hairdo that's the hairdo is as tall as she is she's she's not like a little person but she's like in like Rhea Perlman or Danny DeVito territory you know when it comes to height her little murder dwarves have all fled in fear of this massive sexy battle wizard battle that is about to happen and I'm actually going to make her roll sexy battle wizard dice the same way that you guys do Uh, so a great battle occurs, and however, uh, I'm going to say that you guys are uh, have a little bit of the jump on her. In fact, uh, she's. I would say that Agony probably is the next person who would have a chance to go, and uh, then Salami can, and then she will. Well, Agony. Hmm. I think what Agony would like to do. Uh, would be to fire his rift cannon at her hair um, in an attempt to, uh, you know, remove it. uh, He doesn't want to make her bald, but he does want to, uh, you know, make her uh, insecure or self-conscious or Absolutely. Make her a little bit less sexy in her own eyes. So I think that'll be a battle, so I will roll two dice. This will be standard. Well, there goes the one on the floor. Okay, cue the dice on the floor music. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Okay, there we go. Not that quick. All right. Shit, no. Oh, no. Well, she waves her hand, and a huge mirror pops up in front of her and blasts the uh, the rift, mag- rift magic. Actually, from- wait, can I uh, spend a d- my Yes, please do. That's what it's there for. Maybe she does not wave her hand and create a huge mirror. Maybe you succeed. Ooh, hey, five. Hey, you do. And please describe the new haircut that Lucretia Salacious has. Um, it's basically uh, equivalent. I mean, it's basically an afro, right? Like a like like you know, like a round rounded off. Uh, 70s style, you know, large afro. Okay, okay, okay. But it's certainly much, much smaller. 
Uh, she screams in rage. Uh, well, the first thing she does is conjure a mirror and look at herself, and then she screams in rage. And uh, what do you do, Salami? Krisha, we meet again. This I, Salami Rosmataz. Yes, I know why you're here, and I am happy to have you sexy battle wizards in my grasp, and I won't let you steal the glory of apprehending Septimus Fowl. Yeah, we'll see about that. Prepare to get fisted. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I have a fist. So I will throw a standard punch with it. All right, here comes that flaming ember fist, and you give the old roundhouse punch, and hopefully this is sexy, standard sexy battle wizard stuff. Hopefully you'll succeed. You need a five or six with battle dust. Six. And you punch her right in the face. She flies backwards many, many, many feet and hits the statue and falls down. And uh, again, screams with rage, stands up. She's still smoking a little bit. And there's like this cartoon blackened fist print, you know, on her cheek. Oh, I want to say, can I say that I hit her right in the nose? Uh, not <laughs> not breaking it off or anything yet, but it's bright red, you know. Yeah, burning it's bri- nose. It's, it's bright red, throbbing, burning nose. And she goes, I can't believe you hit a girl, she says. And then uh, she hurls her crystal hammer right at you, Salami Razmatez. And she's going to roll her battle dice, which uh, she has two battle dice. And this is pretty standard. This thing will like, fl- come back to her like a boomerang is the way I'm picturing it. She gets a five. And you're hit and knocked way across the other side of the room, Oof. flying to this side of the room. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, now the rules don't really specify that you would take any damage or stress or anything like that. But we're going to say you're, you're kind of out of it for a little bit. You'll have to make like a range attack or something on your next turn or spend some time running back. And meanwhile, Agony, what do you do? I say, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that... Uh New haircut is actually really sexy on you. And then I he starts uh, waving his hands around uh, to cast some shadow magic in her direction. He wants to cast uh, shadow darts Uh-oh. at her. Okay, shadow darts come flying at her as she goes, I won't accept any of your flattery. Your bad boy with the cool jacket sexiness doesn't work on me. Uh, that's going to be a five. It'll be a five, and boom, 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 boom. She's just peppered with shadow darts all over. Would you like to narrate the, the effect this has? You can't kill her, but you can maybe think of something else. Um, yeah, well, the shadow darts just, I mean, it's like a dozen of them just fly out <laughs> of my tips of my fingers. Well, I guess it would be ten because I have ten fingers. That's right. Um, uh, and just pepper her body and knock her to the ground, and I, I assume infuriate her further. Oh, yes, and she'll actually have to spend some time standing up, which will give Salami plenty of time to get back into melee range. What do you want to do, Salami? Um, well, I was... So she's on the ground now. Yeah, she's on the ground. She's, like, kind of pinned there with these these big shadow darts, but she'll, she'll soon pop herself uh, you know, out and get up, but you've got a minute to do something. Um... <clears throat> I, well, I was going to shoot, attempt to uh, shoot some light at her, 
no reason why you can't do that. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping she hope that she is. Um, even though she's on the ground, is she kind of? Because um, I, I want to shoot some light into her eyes, but that might not be. Well, no, well, well the, beauty, the beauty of this system is that when you, can you succeed, you get to narrate it. Yeah. So I'm going to describe a, um, if I'm successful, a kind of a arc of light like a rainbow comes out and goes directly into her eyes. Okay. And I will blind you so you, you may not look upon yourself in the mirror. And uh, let me roll. And I will spend the determination and I only rolled a four hey well you do gain a stress and something bad happens because in fact she uh, holds up she whips out like a pocket mirror you know like a little vanity mirror and holds it up and actually reflects the light back towards both of you and it spreads out like a prism and all kinds of rainbow colors and uh, both of you must find a way to defend yourself from the incoming blast of light what do you guys do uh, I'm I'm going to cast uh, a shadow over the light. Okay, that's pretty standard. Why don't you go for it? Four. Hey, well, you also do not succeed, and something bad happens. And uh, I'm going to say the bad thing that happens in this particular case is you fail, but not with a capital F. But you do take a stress. Um, and she has a chance to stand up, although she's. Uh, <clears throat> and she's not blinded, so she's gotten her uh, she's gotten herself back together. And this time, uh, she says, "Look upon yourselves in despair." And she claps her hands, and these funhouse mirrors pop up all around you. Ooh, I rolled the devil's roll on three d six. I got a six, 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 which is bad news for you because. A big wall of funhouse-style mirrors pop up all around you guys. You know, it's they're in between you and her. But when you look at yourselves in the mirrors, you're not sexy at all. You're warped and distorted, and it hurts your self-esteem. You're not sexy battle wizards at all. You're Impossible. gross and deformed. It's terrible. And uh, of course, within a few seconds, the uh, mirrors sort of fade out of existence. Um, leaving you guys to take an act. I'm kind of hoping she'll fail so she'll explode or something, but so far she's been fairly lucky. Uh, uh, let's see, who? which one of you two went last? Uh, huh. I did. Okay, I let's go ahead and let Salami go. There's really not a strict turn order in this game. Your mirrors cannot... Your illusions cannot affect my sexiness. But now... Now she's up again, I'm assuming. Yeah, she, she stood up, and uh, she's wielding her crystal hammer in one hand. And this fight's been going on for a while. Um, you guys are getting to the point where if you can think of a way to narrate, you know, you can't really flat-out kill another sexy battle wizard, but if you can think of a way to narrate immobilizing her for a while, I would start to entertain those sorts of narrations at this point. Perhaps you will find this funny. And I will cast some fingers of light that will tickle you. <laughs> Prepare to get fingered. <laughs> been fisted and fingered. Five. 
Hey, she begins to just cackle. Oh my god! Oh, stop it! Oh, oh, oh. How long are you going to make this last? Well, I suppose while uh, she is laughing, maybe you might uh, use some magic to uh, detain her some, somehow. Yeah, I was just thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, she's, she's rolling around. And if you did fire the rift cannon, she could be sucked through a rift. She'll find her way back eventually, you know, because she's a sexy battle wizard too. But there may be something else you can't think of. As it stands right now, she is absolutely uh, incapable of any coherent action. She's being tickled and she's giggling so hard. Well, what Agony was going to do was to cast uh, some shadow ropes to hogtie her. Ah, nice. I like it. Hopefully you can do this. This would be standard stuff at this point. She's... 624. Hey, so as she's she's giggling, stop it, stop it, and she's writhing on the ground, and suddenly the shadow ropes wrap around her and hogtie her uh, on the ground. And uh, she's screaming in rage, screaming in rage. And she goes, don't you dare, don't you g- dare go into that laboratory. Don't, <laughs> Stop it. don't you dare go into that laboratory. <laughs> I'll get you for this, you sexy battle wizards. Maybe not today, but someday I'll have my rib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, oh, 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 I can't take it. I can't take it. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, and uh, she starts calling out for her murder dwarves, but they'll be too afraid to come back in this room for quite some time. And you get the sense that that yawning doorway on the other side of the, uh, the Great Hall is the laboratory that she has spoken of. It appears we have dispatched this vain hag, and we should go and uh, look and see uh, in, into her laboratory. Yes, I'm. I agree. I think uh, we will find the automaton in, in the laboratory, and we can study it. Yes, let's hope and get so. The glory of, of finding Septimus Fowl for ourselves. Well, you uh, you walk around the great big statue, uh, the noseless statue, and go through the great yawning door of the laboratory. And when you walk in, it's full of electrodes and bubbling tubes and other scientific apparatus and uh, on his table in the middle of the, of the room though, lies this battered automaton it's all made of black metal and its chest cavities open and you can see exposed gears and right about where the heart would be there's this uh, exposed cylinder that kind of looks like the kind you'd find inside a music box or a player piano or something like that <clears throat> and the automaton is like jerking its head though and it's it's making a, a, a soft noise you'll have to get up real close to it to, to hear what it is it's almost like a whirring whispery type of sound yes let's listen and hear what it is saying would you look you want to get closer to it salami I'm I'm a little leery well, I fear not let it whisper in my ear it's secrets. Well, you're right to be leery, but in this case, it seems quite safe to get right next to it. And again, with this whirring whisper, it's, it jerks its head, and every time it jerks its head, it repeats the same phrase, like it's on a loop. And uh, 
He's saying, if separated, regroup 16.7425 degrees north, 62.1874 degrees west. If separated, regroup 16.7425 degrees north, 62.1874 degrees west. And it repeats that phrase over and over and over. If separated, regroup 16.7425 degrees north, 62.1874 degrees west. Over and over and over. Uh, And it keeps saying that. Uh, repeatedly. This could be a vital clue to the whereabouts of Septimus Fowl, or at least where this rogue automaton was manufactured or came from. These are, yes, uh, I believe we have I have just heard coordinates and we might be able to uh, to locate uh, at least these automatons or or the, uh, yes, or the, the origin of them. And, of course, you have atlases and maps and things like that back in your castle, or you may be able to use some, some magic to uh, figure out these coordinates as well. I'm not sure. What would you guys like to do? Yeah, I think we should go back to the castle and look up, see if we can figure out a way to locate these coordinates. And before we do that, I think it would be uh, quite amusing to... Uh, have a little interview with uh, Lucretia. See what she might have found out. We shall use our sexiness. We can try. I don't know that she will uh, be willing to talk to us, but it's certainly worth a shot. Perhaps we can persuade her. Well, perhaps you can persuade her with your sexiness. I don't think... Uh, I already tried that. It didn't work for me. Well, of course, I, have, I do stand a, a good chance of success okay. well you guys can go back out to the hall where she is by the time you get back out there the uh, the their murder dwarves are uh, they've, they've got they've gotten the the shadow ropes off of her she seems defeated though you know she's not going to keep trying to fight and she's uh, still oh, 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 breathing from the you know from the tickling that is that has recently stopped and she goes oh you sexy battle wizards I knew you'd rob me of this glory. It was I who should have captured Septimus Fowl. Mm. I imagine you found out about the coordinates by now. Well, it's of course, course a yeah. first thing that we learned. Uh, well, perhaps wondering if you learned anything else. I certainly won't share any information with the likes of you. You're not nearly sexy enough. <laughs> well, you know, you're not as sexy as you think you are. Your sexiness has dimmed. It's entirely your fault because you smashed my nose and you've given me this this lollipop of a haircut. <laughs> I don't know, so long as she's still pretty sexy. Pretty sexy, but not sexy as me. How are you going to show her your sexiness? <coughs> I know you've got that great bone structure that makes you sexy. What are you going to do? Are you going to flex? Are you going to do a dance? What are you going to do? Um... <clears throat> I'm just going to kind of subtly turn around, um, look like pretend like I'm looking around at the you know interior of this castle or whatever, and uh, flex my hot buns. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In terms of hot bun flex, this seems like fairly standard sexy battle wizard stuff. Yeah. All right. 
A six. <laughs> oh my god. Lucretia, look at that butt. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't help myself. You, Those buns of steel have swayed me very well. I, I'll tell you what I know. I had learned nothing else from this rogue automaton, but I do have access to the Imperial Archive, and I have learned that Septimus Fowl has taken on a partner. Yes, a partner. A man from the European Union. A man by the name of Flavius Dio. And he is said to be one of the sexiest and most powerful battle wizards of them all. I had not heard <laughs> of him, but he has been in the underground. And, and this is what I know. So when you finally find Septimus Fowl, you will not only face Septimus Fowl, but you will face... Flavius Dio as well. That, I can tell you, I wouldn't want anything to happen to those buns. Yeah, my buns will be quite fine. Um, you see, this Flavius was sort of underground. Yes, he's been underground for a long time. It could be that he's changed his name, but he was off my radar. I had not heard of him before. I found him in the Imperial Archives, but... He has certainly so he been... W- he was not a member of the college errant? No, he was not. He's from some other place. I don't huh. know. Then I assume his magic and his battleness and his sectionness are inferior, just as yours were. Oh, mine are not inferior. You're going to make me angry again. Those, those sexy buns of yours won't sway me for very long. I suggest you get out of here before we must battle again. Yeah, so I, I think we must make our leave as uh, we must save our energy for fighting Foul Dio. <laughs> yes, uh, I agree. Okay. We'll leave her to her misery. All right. Well, uh, how do you guys get back to your castle from here? Can we have the castle come to us? <laughs> we'll yeah, just hop on. Yeah, you could have it come right up to the edge, I guess, because this is a really tall Eiffel Tower-like, you know, tower. And uh, your uh, floating tower on its... Your floating castle on its chunk of rock, you know, uh, floats right up to the edge, and you can do a little hop, and uh, soon you find yourselves back in the uh, main situation room of your castle with its, uh, you know, uh, many, many bookshelves and dark wood paneling and deep plush red carpet and big world maps on the walls and reference volumes and uh, all that other stuff that you have in there. What would you like your next step to be? Well, I say we peruse the uh, atlases, locate the uh, coordinates. Yes, I agree. I assume it's going to be somewhere southerly, where it's warm. That would certainly be a good assumption. And as you get out the great big atlas and thump it down on the big central work table in here and flip through, and uh, you find those coordinates 62.1874 degrees west, 16.7425 degrees north, the place that is indicated is the island of Montserrat in the Caribbean Sea. Which is certainly uh, yes. Uh, 
But of course, but of course, there's many leagues to the south of here. So it sounds like you've got some flying to do. And I'm not sure how you'd like to approach the Isle of Montserrat. Now, whether Flavius Dio uh, and Septimus Fowl are there or not, you don't know. But this is certainly where the automaton has indicated it is to regroup if it is separated from the others. Now, if I may suggest an audacious spell for you to cast once we are in range, I do not want the um, castle to be seen, but perhaps you could cloak it in shadow when uh, we are a bit closer. That does sound audacious, but I like it. Okay. And uh, just world question. And I yes, yes. Don't know. So the Roman Empire never fell, and I assume, That's obviously, right. United States is, or what we today refer to as the United States is part of it. Um, right. And I assume Britain and UK is yes. still occupied. Yes, and in fact, uh, in, in my little alternate world, a lot of the, uh, the cultural and political power kind of shifted from Rome itself to London and therefore even though this is theoretically the Roman Empire in terms of culturally and whatnot it bears a lot more resemblance to like the British Empire in the Victorian age but it still has like an empress and uh, all of the legal apparatus of the old Roman Empire so presumably the uh, Montserrat is 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 part of the empire then. Yes, it is. In fact, the entire the entire western hemisphere and much of Europe is uh the there's an empire of Russia and some other it doesn't uh, this this empire did not rule the entire world, but uh certainly you will be heading into regions that are under the imperial sway at the current time. Yeah. So, uh well, Salami, uh do you think I should attempt to cloak the castle in shadow? I mean, obviously, before we get there, but uh, we haven't even left yet. I could try to do it now. I don't know if that... I don't know how long it'll last. I think we are... We have quite some ways to go, so I would not uh, spend the time doing it now. Get closer, and we, you shall cast your spell, and we shall roll in like a Black thundercloud. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So, you uh, maneuver your flying castle up into the sky, and I begin going at top speed. I, I assume, begin going at top speed to the south. And, uh, of course, you're right. You have a lot of ground to cover, but the castle does go very, very fast. And as dawn is breaking... And those fingers of light begin coming up uh, over the eastern hemisphere. Uh, there are two huge battle blimps that uh, loom up at you from uh, where they've been semi-obscured behind some uh, tall trees to the south of you. And these are imperial battle blimps, and they are armed for war. And... Your uh, Ansible, you know, your uh, your little wireless recording device pops on, and you hear Lucretia Salacious's voice. Well, sexy battle wizards, I suppose you thought you'd seen the last of me, and perhaps you have seen the last of me personally, 
but I have really, I have called ahead on the Ansible, and I let them know that you have assaulted the Imperial Sorceress, and therefore you are now under arrest. Ha! And the battle blimps begin uh, swooping in towards you, and you can see there are uh, uh, Imperial Marines on them beginning to uh, level cannons in your direction. What do you guys do? Well, uh, perhaps now is the time to attempt to cloak the castle in shadow. Maybe it is. Why don't you give that a shot? I think that would be uh, fairly standard at this point. Obviously, they can see you, but and they're going to see the shadow probably, but they're not going to be able to draw a good bead on you to fire, that's for sure. Fuck! Uh, that's going to be below... Oh no, so you fail, and you take a determination, and it does not work! And the, the castle is momentarily, you know, passes through a shadow. But um, you could just barely hear some gruff officer yelling, Fire! And uh, there's a great shot, and arcs of electricity come from these electric cannon aboard the uh, battle blimps, and fly towards the castle unless there's something you can do to stop the bolts of energy before they hit your castle. Uh, well, I can only try to uh, block it, I guess, with light, force sure. field. Sure, go for it. Yeah, and uh, But don't have a good ch- chance. Yeah. I do have one determination point. Well, that's left. good. And you know what? I'm just going to, just to be a dick, I'm going to rule that, you know, lightning moves pretty darn fast. I think we can all agree. And you have two lightning bolts that are coming in, so I'm going to say this is audacious, especially since you have an extra die to play with. Well, I am casting light. Um, but I don't... Uh, so I'm rolling two dice, and I only got a four. Oh, no! Well, that wouldn't have worked anyway, even if it wasn't audacious. And the lightning strikes your castle. The whole thing shakes back and forth. And, of course, you guys are in the castle, so it's like, you know, when the Enterprise gets hit in Star Trek, right? You know, you guys are shaking back and forth, and books fall off the shelves, and that sort of thing. Uh, What do you guys want to do to retaliate or escape? I I assume the castle doesn't have, like, uh, any... (laughs) <laughs> offensive weapons or, or defense systems or anything. No, you guys are. It's uh, offensive defense. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot your rift cannon at them. Yeah, I think I will attempt to uh, get one of these blimps uh, sucked into a rift. All right. Let's hope so. And uh, I think we can go ahead and call this standard since it's just one of the blimps. Nope, just a three and a one again. So oh no. well, actually, actually, I'm going to spend one of those determinations. Yes. I got. Go ahead and spell. Go ahead and spend that determination. Hey, six. Hey, there you go. And uh, yeah, describe describe exactly what happens to this this battle blimp for us and everyone on it. Uh, so uh, a rift forms. Uh, this uh, like fire fires out of this cannon. Well, a, a bolt of energy fires out of the cannon and tears a rift into the fabric of reality. Uh, 
into which this blimp just like gets like sucked in, <laughs> um, and then it you know, like almost immediately then it closes again. So now they uh, the blimp and everybody aboard it um, exists in a. Uh, well, I call it non-reality, but really it's more of like a uh, pocket dimension. It's like the, the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, those guys, uh, that's a whole adventure that the crew of that battle blimp is going to have in the un, in the world of unreality. But, and possibly uh, in the side of the game quest. Yes, yes. Mm. However, now uh, there's only one battle blimp, and uh, if one of you, that is Salami, does not act immediately, you feel that it will fire its lightning cannons on you. In fact, it has spun around to where it's broadside of you now, to where it can aim more than one lightning cannon at the castle, but it hasn't fired yet. Is there anything you think you could do to stop it, Salami? If I can narrate that I, I use my battle score um, for something you know, I don't know how much uh, you want to allow, but... Uh, well, I feel that the spirit of this game allows a great deal of narration. I mean, this is a one-page game, and a great deal of it is left to our discretion, I believe. So I'm feeling a little generous since I made your uh, last action be audacious. So you n- narrate whatever you want, subject to my veto, I guess. All right, so I was just going to kind of use my ember fist to actually, um, sh- like, have the fist actually detach, you know, from my sure. hand and sure. fly through the air and pierce the the uh, blimp. Yeah, that sounds great. I love yeah. it. Yeah, what, st- what goes up must come down. Here comes some standard sexy battle wizard stuff. So target is four. You need five or six. I don't know if you have any determination left. That would be a good time for it. Yep. Got one. So my battle is three, so I will be rolling four. And we do have a five. Hey, hey, hey. And, yes, please narrate how that occurs. Yeah, you just, shoot, you just see this, <clears throat> like, almost like a comet shoot from his arm, but it's his fist, his ember fist, and it just flies like a missile right into the bag of the blimp and um, you see it, you know, pop and uh, see fire, you know, shooting out and the and then the it deflates and the blimp starts to just fall. Yeah, the blimp falls and all the little Imperial Marines, they get in jumping off and pulling their cords like they're it's like they're kind of like little life preservers, you know, like inner tubes pop up around them, but instead they're <laughs> filled with helium, you know, so they just like float slowly down to the ground. It's like an old G.I. Joe cartoon when an airplane blows up and everybody parachutes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but definitely, you know, I'm sure some guys are going to die, but uh, mostly it's comical and the blimp just plummets while uh, all the Marines drift off on the wind, and your castle carries on unmolested to its ultimate appointment in Montserrat in our next episode. So we will be back, and we will still be sexy next week. 
Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.